Kappa Kappa Podcast with Cat Wright. So today I am speaking with Ross, known as the Pitrol. I'm going to ask him what that means. How are we doing? How's it going? I'm good. How are you? I'm really good. I don't know. If, I know there's. I know there's set rules, but I don't have a. I don't have a cup of tea. But oh, neither do I'm I not, today. It's okay. I'm not a big tea or coffee drinker, but uh, I oh. Yeah, okay. I do have a. I, do, I have a tin of Monster Energy. Dear, I've got yeah. I've got some kind of like really weird kind of pressed juice that I got from Lidl earlier, and it tastes awful. You're far healthier than me, though. <laughs> This one is just like I even attempted of actually putting it in the cuppa so it, l- it would look like I'm actually having a cuppa. But for today, I'm not, but I normally am. <laughs> Exception. Oh. oh, it's all right. It's all right. You know, you can have the thing is there isn't set rules. You can have a cup, doesn't have to have tea or coffee in it. It could be just like, I don't know. What's your favorite drink? Uh, probably Mountain Dew. Oh, okay. Put it in a no. cup. It's all right. <laughs> Okay. So good. I think it's something a bit more metal, though. Like, I don't, you know, the this the thing that immediately springs to mind is a you know like a drinking horn. Like I've seen lots of them in Manchester the night from on a mar. Oh yeah, yeah. So a lot of people know you as petrol because you you use your you know you've got your t-shirt. Yeah. Like now, you got your t-shirt and stuff like that. But I am really really curious. Like, how did that come about? Years ago, a friend yeah. of mine said, what do you get up to at gigs? Like, how crazy do they get? I says, well, come on, jump on, we'll jump on YouTube, but I'll show you. And we found a video of a, like, sort of mobile phone, the gig I'd been at in Glasgow. And you could, it's not just my height that made me easily identifiable, it was the fact I was wearing this bright orange Las Vegas uh, prison t-shirt that I brought back from the state. And yeah, so there's me, there's me in the mosh pit. Like, that's how crazy they get. And then purely by chance, we were sifting through the comments. And somebody commented, seen, seen that big guy in the orange shirt? And yeah, he's known as the Petrol. Uh, I was like, okay, it's a revel- that's a revelation to me. Um, so I, like purely as a as a gag, I went and got the original original T-shirt. It has much smaller writing on the front, big letters on the back. Right, okay. And I, I didn't wear it to every single gig. The f- first, first gig I wore it at was the Twins of Evil tour, Marilyn Manson, Rob Zombie in 2012. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So at that point, uh, I hadn't really cottoned on to developing this kind of following. It was only when things like, uh, I didn't stay in Glasgow at the time, but whenever I used to visit, like, sort of metalheads would be just, hey, Petro, you're awesome. Like, oh, yeah, thanks. Oh, who, me? You're talking, you're talking about me? Yeah. So, <laughs> so a, few, cool. a few friends suggested I set up some social media, like, really directly related to Petro. And that, that took me about two or three years to actually you know, pull my finger out and get that done. But now, 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 now those platforms of Facebook's up to about 6,700 6, followers. Or that is mental. I mean, if I was to refer to you as like Ross, as you, you know, your name, people would yeah. be like, don't know that dude. But then if they were like, <laughs> Mitchell, like, oh, yes, I know. I know that guy. I saw him at this gig and that gig and the other. Honestly, so many gigs that I've seen you. You either wearing your petrol T-shirt or you've got a mask. <laughs> What's with the mask, man? What was that all about? Uh, well, I'm a big, big, uh, big Jason Voorhees and Michael Myers. Ah, uh, uh, okay. Uh, I mean, years so years after I started started the whole petrol thing, uh, I got into working as a scare actor. So I get to I get paid I get paid to scare people. It's amazing. Do you and still so, do that? 
Yeah, yeah. So la- last year was a last year was probably one of the biggest compliments I got getting to work at for the love of horror in Manchester, which is the UK's biggest horror convention. Uh, I got a hotel paid for it, and I uh, got paid to jump out and people dressed as Jason. Really? Oh. Yeah. I don't know. Do you know what? Have you ever felt like really bad? Like you scared someone and they were really, really scared. Have you ever felt bad afterwards or you can't, it was kind of funny. <laughs> it's all, it's all, when you get a good scare, it's all, it's always, it's always a, like a thrill. It's a sign you've done your job, done your job properly. I've never, believe it or not, uh, I've never had like kids cry and kids seem to be more resilient than the adults. Like kids are generally like uh, more excited i remember vividly remember on the saturday uh, for love of horror last year this tiny little dude coming through the scare maze he was dre- he was dressed as jason so i kind of i did my, i did my thing jumped out on him and uh, he did you know didn't didn't even flinch and i looked at his costume i just went and gave him a fist bump i was like yeah that's awesome dude <laughs> was like, how do you even know these movies though like you know you're you're you look about like six or seven years old and your parents let you watch these films. But, you know, if they, if they don't scare you, then so be it. Yeah. <laughs> some kids are more resilient than others. Oh, as a horror fan, what's the best horror movie you've watched so far? Well, this year or ever? Ever. Got like a favourite. question. I mean, if you were to recommend like a horror movie to myself now, which I mean, one would can, that I can, be? I can, I, can remember, I can remember the ones that... Um, like kind of stuck with me for a little while. Mm. Um, I remember being the first one that really scared me. Uh, I mean, I, I was only a kid when I watched it, maybe 12 years old, it was Candyman. And this is when I first started getting into horror. And none of them, none of them had really scared me up to that. But I watched Candyman. I don't know what, what, I don't know. I couldn't, I could never pinpoint exactly what it was that frightened me because there's, there's no, there's maybe like one jump scare throughout the whole right, film. Right, okay. It's not that. Um, maybe it's just the actor Tony Todd, how he how he plays the the role. The role, yeah. All the all the horror films I'd seen previous to that, like like Nightmare on Elm Street, uh, they they never really scared me because Freddie just kind of Robert England, he just kind of plays it for laughs. So you're it's kind of funny. Tony Todd though, just you know sinister, <laughs> sinister as <laughs> hell. Yeah. Hostel as well. Have you seen the film Hostel, the first one? Yeah, yeah, I've watched bits. I know I'm more of like. I don't know. I love horror movies, but I'm more into like the really crappy ones, okay. <laughs> like really like B movie style because I find them funny. Yeah. Well, uh, host- yeah. Hostel really stuck with me because at the end, when you find out find out why these people are getting abducted and tortured and murdered, it's really believable. Like, yeah. If you're thinking like, well, in in certain countries in the world where like corruption is rife. Mm. And you can basically pay to do anything you want. That probably is going on right now. So it would be like something that it could be factual. You know what I mean? It could, yeah. it could, ha- yeah, it could happen to anyone. Yeah. I guess that's why I, in a way, I, I, I like them because it is like something that could happen, something that feels real. You know, whereas yeah. when it comes to movies, if it's something like mm, Harry Potter. That sort of thing. Um, it doesn't really grab me as much because I like things a bit more. That could happen, whereas Harry Potter and stuff, not really. I hope yeah. so. Anyway, if you're seeing stuff like that, then what have you? Uh, what have you been smoking? What have you eaten? Um, <laughs> do you know what I mean? But um, 
that's yeah i i love horror movies but i'm more into like the the zombie style movies i was really okay, into yeah. like the resident evil the games and then the movies but the later series let's just call it no yeah. <laughs> are you familiar with those did you see the whole yeah. like yeah yeah, yeah. I, i've seen i've seen a hand i've seen a handful of the george a. romero films uh i haven't got around to I mean, i'm really late to the party with walking dead haven't got around to watching that yet. I watched season one till episode three, and then I kind of lost interest, if yeah. I'm honest. Yeah, I just like, I don't know. I wasn't really into it. And then I just got into different things. Because for me, if it just takes too long to get to something, I kind of lose interest. It has to grab me within like the first few episodes. Okay. It just kept dragging along. And I'm just like, no, I'm not. And then just other things kind of like grab my interest more than, than that. And I tried to watch it again, and I just couldn't. I couldn't get past two episode two, and I just like mm, it's okay. <laughs> I'm really into like my uh, superhero stuff as well, like you know the Marvels and DC and, and all I've that just, stuff. I've just I've, I've just finished watching uh, season five Cobra Kai. I love that show. Yeah, I've never watched it. <laughs> I just I don't know if it was really my thing. Um, I just went through a phase where when it comes to like Netflix and stuff like that, I was just watching a lot of stuff like documentaries. I was really into my documentaries. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, serial killers and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, we, 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 share, we share an interest there. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Like serial killer stuff. And I, honestly, I watched so many, but right now I couldn't tell you any of them. <laughs> really. I couldn't really be like, oh, have it's this watched, and that and the other. Have you watched Mindhunter on Netflix? no i haven't definitely will watch that um yeah go on basically a dramatized account of how the fbi began profiling serial killers yes and the the actors they get to play the killers are just amazing especially the ed kemper guy um you know it's so so believable yeah serial killer stuff but also like factual stuff i remember watching the uh, the staircase that was crazy you know like he was saying that he didn't kill his wife that she fell down the stairs but then his ex-wife also had fallen down the stairs like you know had an accident or whatever like I don't know it was just like uh, finding this a little bit like too you know <laughs> too weird there's too uh, too many things going on, but yeah, like I love just factual stuff. Because at the moment, I've been listening to more stuff rather than watching things. So I kind of like, well, like want to get back into watching things, like audiobooks or um, not really. Just more of like radio stuff at the moment, like. I think when I get into, if I'm working, like, um, doing radio shows or whatever, I read about radio, I research about radio, everything like that. It's almost like an, um, I was going to call it an obsession, but <laughs> it is, it kind of is, you know, when there's a, a topic that I really like and stuff, then I'll research that to, to hell. And then if, um, if there's, like, music, if there's, like, an artist I really like, I'll read about them and listen to the all like back catalog and all that stuff so yeah that's what i like to do especially at the moment go through phases i guess okay well uh, to, to go back to go back to your, your original question about why i wear yes. the mask and stuff uh it's, it's mainly it just made me even even more noticeable i suppose um and, it, and, it, and it's paid off 
good few times, like with bands tweeting pictures of uh, to all their followers, me standing there in a Michael Myers mask. So yeah, just just it's an extra extra layer to the the t-shirt, I suppose. Um, I've got social anxiety, mm-hmm. so yeah, like really badly. So I'm like, oh, I don't want anyone to um, to see me almost. That's like, <laughs> I don't know. I always think like, I don't want anyone to recognize me. But then I'm like, uh, you know, who do you think you are for people to recognize you anyway? But then I just get really like awkward and stuff. I can just hide. I I experienced similar in my childhood, but I've learned learned to overcome it, accepting the fact that generally no matter what I do, what I wear, uh, just because of my height, and so I'm gonna get noticed. I, I I can't I can't hide. I can't I can't easily camouflage. Like I often joke that I'd be probably a really shit criminal. <laughs> yes. The police the police would just come around and ask like, uh, so what did, what did, what did the person look like? Well, he was six foot eleven. He had a red mohawk. Oh, that'll be Ross. Six eleven. Yeah, Seriously. Six yeah. eleven. Well, nice. six, seven, sometimes I say seven feet just because it, you know, it's it's easier and it sounds more impressive. Yeah, yeah. Were you always like, um, were you all, like the tallest person in your like when you were at school and stuff? Yes. Yeah. And people, that's it's another another, another common question is that if, if I get annoyed with people asking my height also, and I don't because it's generally that that's something I had to learn to not get annoyed about because it happens every single day, just about. Uh, and if I was going to get annoyed with that, I'd be annoyed every day for like. I guess so. People like, can be curious. Reason. Yeah. Know, if people if people are like obnoxious, which they can be sometimes. Mm. Uh, then you know they get put in their place pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Have you ever come across any kind of bullying ever in your life towards you? Yeah, in school. Uh-huh. Yeah. How have you dealt with that? Uh, in in school, you know, I often say if I could turn back time, uh, I would start sticking up myself a lot earlier. Mm. Uh, in first first sort of, sort of primary school, first few years of high school, didn't deal with it well at all. Uh, I wasn't very. I wasn't very confident, and so I just kind of, I just, I just took it, and then uh, you got older, got a little bit stronger, just got a little bit more, a little bit more confident. I would say, I don't know, joining, I joined the Air Cadets, okay, in the late teens, and that, that kind of helped. Did it help with your confidence? Would you say? Yeah, bring me out of my shell a bit. Uh huh. Something I wish I'd started doing like a bit earlier. Mm-hmm. I reckon sometimes it's just having, it's not looking, you know, like the strongest person in the, you know, in the room or intimidating or whatever. I think it's just the confidence as well. I think it's a big part. It you is. Know. I mean, it really is a big part. I don't know what I'm allowed to say on the, the podcast. Oh, because go for it. You can say whatever you like. When it comes to, when, when it comes, when it comes to bullying, I have, I have some opinions. That I think some people would find very harsh. Okay. Like, uh, I've promoted this on my social media uh, a lot when it comes to anti-bullying, and when it comes to, it comes to kids in high school, you be, I said you, just, you don't you don't stop you don't stop getting bullied until you you look you basically you learn the language of leave me the fuck alone, mm-hmm. and that's that's what I call it. And what what I say is from a very young young age, uh, kids you know you encourage them to get into boxing or martial arts. Some, something where they're gonna they're gonna take some knocks and they're gonna realize they're not made of glass uh, and you know that that makes you that makes you a more competent person and, and more able to stick up yourself mm-hmm. I get that uh, as a, you know as a parent uh, myself I've got two children uh, mm-hmm. I think that you can 
get out of a situation like that when it comes to bullying without even lifting a finger if you know how to get to that person in the most delicate way it's sometimes it's not about how many punches you can throw back or how many you know if you can shove harder than the other person words can hurt too and I just I'm a true believer of that you know I think honestly if someone was going to you know come at me would like gonna punch me in the face I would go like well you know I would move back like you don't do that but then if someone was purposely like trying to attack me uh physically attack me then I would defend myself but as a last case scenario I see what you mean I see what you're saying it's also it is useful to have that skill of if uh, you know push comes to shove yeah then uh that you are able to a lot lot of it yourself safe a lot, you know, going what you said a couple of minutes ago about confidence. Mm-hmm. You know, I've I've got I've got uh, like twenty years experience as a as a doorman. And okay, I, yeah, I, I was going to ask you about that. Go on. <laughs> I learned I learned that you know you project, how you project like your, mm-hmm. your voice. And I'm not talking about screaming and shouting and berating people like, into like some form of submission. But when people start acting up, getting aggressive, basically testing your boundaries, like. You know they're, they're seeing what they can get away with, and just by what you say to them or how you say to them, mm-hmm. then a lot of the time you you won't even have to get physical because they're going to realize that you, you you're not gonna you're not gonna back down easily. Mm-hmm. They may they may walk off you know giving you little, lots of like verbal abuse, but at the, at the end of the day, the situation didn't become physical. Mm-hmm. I think it's just like yeah last resort you know what I mean if someone's gonna like go for you or punched you first it's a bit like if they're not stopping it's just like come on like you know yeah. but yeah you know I, I get I get what you mean like so, so you're like 20 years yeah. as a bouncer yeah. well like what type of like places did you work at was it like all like nightclubs or was it like supermarket yeah, uh, or I don't know pubs pubs clubs uh concerts yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, ex- expanded, Security. expanded on, expanded on that, uh, expanded on that later on uh, by going and doing uh, coast protection training. Was basically getting a bodyguard license. I see. And I've done, I've done like maybe only like two or three, um, two or three of those kind of jobs. Nothing, nothing, nothing like incredibly uh, prestigious, if you will. Yeah, 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 yeah. I get you. Uh, like, like a couple of, like being asked to. Uh, be on a team with like a couple of pop stars and i did i did i did do a job up north with the first minister uh nicholas sturgeon uh, oh one. okay yeah 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 so, but you know that's yeah that's probably the probably the most high profile job i've done and it was literally just standing standing in like in a room in a hotel with her while she made a speech i was like it wasn't like walking around town with her like, no with, like um, you see on yeah, you see on TV that sort of thing, like oh, when you see like these mega pop stars, you know, and just like I protecting did, them did like this, uh, no touching. I did work at a, 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 a hospital for six or seven years on a security. Okay, team. that's probably the, the craziest place I've ever worked. You know, it, it, be, it beats all the pubs and clubs and concerts I've worked. Crazy, at. how? Well, with with the pubs and clubs and the concerts. If, if you've got a good good front door team we've got a good degree of control about who gets in there like if, if yeah of course if assholes show up you can just say you're not getting in go away mm-hmm. uh, and then hopefully that'll lead to having a more peaceful night inside with the hospital you can't do that the vulnerable people as well yeah and they, they just so happen to turn out to be a, a not so nice person 
then that's why we were there to to deal with that. That's crazy. Yeah. You know, like you go to gigs quite a lot, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. yeah go to gigs quite a lot, and uh, you, for what I've seen anyway, as well, like on your social media, and, and when I've seen you at gigs as well, like oh, there he is, hello. <laughs> But I'm so short, so you probably won't see me anyway. I'm only five two, <laughs> amongst the sea of people. You know how gigs can be like. <laughs> yeah. Where you're up here, like you can see everyone's heads. I'm down there, like, and I can see their heads, but like just uh, above me. <laughs> it's like hello. Um, I mean, uh, how? What was your first concert? Do you remember? Yeah, uh, Fear Factory at the Barlands Digimortal Tour. Wow. When when was that? Which year? That would, would have been around year 2000, 2001. Mm-hmm. How old are you? Do you mind my asking? Uh, 39. You're 39? Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm, only, I'm only a few, that, a few can years. Can I ask you a personal question? Go for it. Because the whole time we've been talking, I've been, I've been trying to... So I've travelled a little bit and I've got friends from all over the world and I've been trying to place your accent. Go on. So the closest, closest guest I've come up with so far is somewhere in Scandinavia. No. <laughs> Nowhere near Scandinavia, no. Oh, uh, no. Uh, I'm Portuguese. I was way off then. Way off. <laughs> if you know your geography, you're way off. Yeah. I'm Portuguese. However, I have been living in Leeds for 20 years. Okay. So this is like, you know, I normal English, and then a few words come. There's just a little bit like Yorkshire. Yeah. Yeah, just like Yorkshire, you see. My husband, he's uh, from Leeds, you know, he's born and bred, and his accent is very strong sometimes. Okay. So I'm that kind of person. I don't know if you ever met people like this, but if I go to live somewhere, okay, I'm going to go to, let's say, Newcastle for two weeks, I pick up their accent and I come home with a full, you know, full accent. So here, and because like I try to speak properly so people understand me. And uh, so there's a little bit of the accent there because I've been here for so long. So yeah. I am that kind of person that picks up accents wherever I go. So when I went back home to Portugal, well, back home, here is my home. But where I was born, I went there uh, on holiday and I was just like, I couldn't speak Portuguese properly anymore because here I speak English most of the time 99% of the time I'm speaking English I do my shows in English and all that stuff okay and um, so I went and I'm like I know how to speak Portuguese fine but people were looking at me just a little bit weird because my accent was really different so my Portuguese was really different people were trying to understand what I was saying they got the gist of it but they were just a bit like you're speaking my language, but I don't really understand the accent. What's going on here? Well, I've I found out something the other day that blew my mind. Uh, oh, go on. Basically, uh, like last week, this week I've been I was having a few days fun with uh, Machine Head. Yes, and I was going to ask you in, about that. Go on. We were up in when we were up in uh, Inverness. Uh, I got speaking to their guitar tech, uh, uh, Eduardo. He's from Brazil. So he speaks Portuguese. However, uh, apparently Brazilian Portuguese and Portuguese from Portugal is different. And he, he says Very. he can go to Portugal 
and not understand a single word that people say. <laughs> That's very true. Think about it this way. Um, you know, you think about a person that is Welsh and yes, they speak English very well but if they just speak with their welsh accent and then they go to like london a person from london might not understand them um and also we have like with the portuguese from brazil and the portuguese from portugal there are certain words that are very different you know what i mean like let's say actually the like the american english and the english english and you know english from england like you know the garbage and the rubbish yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. there are words that are different. So, yeah, I get that. It's just when whenever someone wants to learn Portuguese and I say, look, if you want to learn Portuguese from Portugal, make sure that you pick that course because Portuguese from Brazil, it can be really different. Yeah. So yeah. I can understand them. I get the gist of it, you know. I get the gist of it, but there are certain times that i'm like they're speaking to me in portuguese from brazil i'm like i don't know what you're saying <laughs> so well, yeah so, so far so I, I like to pick up little bits and pieces of languages and so far when i got two words of portuguese so uh obrigado and uh cerveja oh cerveja yeah there you go yeah so thank yeah. you <laughs> thank you <with> beer. <laughs> that's such a british thing do you know what i mean like it's such yeah. like a yeah it's such a british thing it's like uh, that I found anyway with a lot of people is when they go to um, it's like you know Spain and Portugal. It's like if they know how to say thank you and beer and please, they're sorted, <laughs> right? So yeah, so that's a really like British thing for sure. But for me, I, I tend to if I go somewhere I don't know the language, I tend to like get the basics down, you know, at least good morning, good afternoon, blah blah blah. But with languages, I tell you what, like, English is easier to learn. Okay. Okay, much easier to learn than any mm. other language. However, for, um, you know, a British person to learn Portuguese is really difficult. Because we have so many words that can mean the same thing. And okay. also we have male and female things like obrigado, if you're going to say thank you to uh male yeah. obrigada if you're gonna go say thank you to a woman I didn't but it's that. thank you okay you know what i mean it's the same thing yeah but you know senora senor like you know mr mrs that sort of thing you know so yeah, in spanish you have la and l you have the same thing yeah yeah like with um you know with stuff like you know you've got I, I am, you are, you know, they are, that sort of thing. Yeah. But we have the two things where we refer to someone as you. Okay. So I can, in English, I talk to you as a person, you know, you, yeah. whatever. It doesn't matter what age you are. But back home, if I was talking to someone who is similar to my age, I would refer to them as two, as you. But if you're someone much older or if you was uh, like an auntie or whatever, I would say você, which is the like sir and madam kind of thing. You know, it's just a yeah. more respectful way yeah. 
you know, you, it's like you're speaking to your mates, you know, to você, yeah, it's still you, but it's the more polite to speak to your, you know, people who are older than you and people that you do not know. So just to give you a little bit of a lesson, <laughs> that is really difficult. <laughs> Try and remember that. I will. I remember that thing about the thank you because uh, I, I thought I thought obrigado was just universal. Maybe. Universal? No, not really. You know, <laughs> there's so many things that are like you know female and male and uh, you know non-binary as well. So yeah, it's like if you're trying to learn Portuguese. It's very difficult. <laughs> My husband's been trying for 13 years, bless him. Well, do, taken you, a while. Do, you, do you use any of the, uh, I don't know, there must, be, there must be slang words that are unique to Yorkshire or Leeds? Um, you know, like, I, I, I don't know. I mean, well, I was actually talking uh, talking about this with Scott, my husband. We were actually talking about this. Like certain things that, um, not necessarily slang, but certain sayings, you know, there's only like here. Or if you're going to say hello to someone, like the now then, you know, <laughs> or a yeah. up, you know, that sort of yeah. thing. Or um, I've, I've noticed, I've noticed uh, like in some, sometimes in Yorkshire, they don't like the word the. So it's not. I, oh, yeah, yeah. Don't, don't get on the bus. Get on the yeah. Take the, yeah, go to the shop. Yeah. Yeah, rather than I'm going to the shop. Or here's another one. Go on. Have you ever been to a metal gig and gone, Yorkshire? Oh, do you know what? Most of them. <laughs> but I hate that because I'm you thinking, hate they, I hate it because I'm thinking, well, the artists know where they are unless they kiss. Um, <laughs> so did do you heard about that? So you know that reference, right? Uh, but I, kiss. I think I remember seeing, seeing something. Yeah, yeah, they thought they were in one country, but they weren't in another. It was embarrassing. Um, but yeah, uh, is it not, but yeah, there's little Australia, things. Is it Australia or Austria or something like that? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So they put like the wrong flag or whatever. It was just, it was hilarious. It was just so hilarious. But then again, think about it. If you're an artist and you've been soaring for like three weeks nonstop, you'd get confused halfway through and they're like, hello, Colorado. Uh, this is Pittsburgh. The, the, York, the Yorkshire um, One, probably one of the funniest memories I have from a gig is going to see Parkway Drive at the Manchester Apollo. Okay, yeah. And Die Out as Murder were the opening band. And I'm good friends with them, so I was able to arrange with uh, uh, CJ, their vocalist, the the third th- third song. I would I would carry him on my shoulders into the crowd. And CJ is a big football fan, so he's like, "Well, I'm in Manchester. Both Manchester teams are playing tonight, so I'll give them a shout out." Oh, he was like, "Sit," he's like, "Sit your sit it away, and United are at home." Uh, and I was like, you know, you're in Manchester. There's, there's bound to be like a fair few supporters here. But no, there was, there was more booze than, than supporters, and uh, everyone just started chanting Yorkshire. <laughs> so I thought, we're, we're in Manchester. Like, has there been like a Leeds invasion or something? Must have been, but yeah. I don't, I don't really like it because I'm just like, well, okay, hear me out. Doing it, you know, for a little bit, fine, but not after every freaking song. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And everyone's like, the band's like, how are we doing? Da, da, da. Yorkshire, Yorkshire's like, okay, we get have it. You, Shut up. Have you like, heard, have you heard Benji. What you do in Scotland? 
Oh, so what's in Scotland then? Well, is that a chant? In Scot in Scotland, the chant is "Here we, here we, here we fucking go." Okay. And uh, that's uh, quite it's quite popular with a lot a lot of the overseas bands. They're, they're, like I, I remember, I heard Beartooth say that, uh, that that's that's what they love coming about. That they love hearing that. And it's one of the reasons, one of their favorite reasons for playing uh, Glasgow. Awesome, you know. Um... There's one of my memories as well, watching Skindred, which I was going to say earlier, Benji. Mm-hmm. He, um, everyone kept going, Yorkshire, Yorkshire, blah, blah. And then he's like, yeah, yeah, we fucking get it. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, yeah, you tell them. I've had enough of this now. And uh, also, one of the memories I remember is uh, going to see uh, Stone Sour. Yep. Here uh, leads arena and uh, everyone's like shouting, Yorkshire, Yorkshire, the whole thing. And Corey's like, what? What are you saying? What are you saying? And everyone's Yorkshire. And he's like, what are they saying? Your shit? And I was just like, no. <laughs> Everyone's saying Yorkshire. He could not understand what was happening. I don't think that ever happened to, to them before. But everyone's shouting this. And to be honest, like, um, if you ever been like back, backstage or just like by the stage, it sounds different. Yeah. Because the speakers are obviously towards the crowd, so people can hear the music. So yeah. if you are on stage, you don't hear the same thing that you're listening if you were, uh, you know, watching the show. Yeah. So he's like, I don't, don't know what you're saying. Like, what's going on here? And then he thought that everyone was saying that you are shit rather than Yorkshire. So it was the funniest thing ever. It well, was just I'd, so funny. I'd similar going to see uh, Soil at the cat house in Glasgow. Um, Ryan, the vocalist, is there. We, were, we were shouting in chants. I, I, I don't know what you're saying. And it turns out one of the one of his uh, one of his crew was actually Scottish. So he, even though we all speak English, like he brought out he brought out a member of the crew to translate for him. That is wicked. But, you know, you guys were talking the same language. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's really funny. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you said the cat house. Do you go to, like, local gigs around where you live? Uh, well, by by local, do you mean bands, like, that haven't been signed yet or...? Like, what I'm trying, what I'm trying to get to is, uh, well... Personally, I've been to like lots of gigs where it's just like in Leeds where I live and stuff like that. But then like out in Manchester, do you prefer like small venue gigs or like big venue gigs? I would have to say the smaller ones because, mm. um, you know, you're not, I can't, you know, can't take anything away from, um, from the big gigs because, Obviously, I'd spent those few days I spent with Machine Head that, that was in Scotland, all small venues, uh, like all up close, intimate experience. Uh, but then when I seen them in Manchester on Monday, uh, that's an arena tour, so their production was massively scaled up. It was pyro and everything, and you know that that that's that's a spectacle. But you can't be you know being up close. I, I doubt. I doubt I'll ever get to see like Machine Head in that kind of setting ever again. You know, like that kind of close, intimate show. Because mm-hmm. they recently re- uh, revealed um, just before they went on a stage of Bloodstock that they stopped doing like festivals and stuff like that because of uh, 
sometimes it's just a lot of uh, there's a lot of work involved obviously but then traveling yeah. so far to the just play like an hour set an hour set a festival uh then um they did the secret set <laughs> they did a secret set of bloodstock however yeah okay they were actually doing a stream a few days before prior to bloodstock and it's actually hinted that he was playing a bloodstock and everyone picked up on that so it wasn't really a surprise as such yeah but it was a surprise for some people i guess if, if they didn't pick up on that but that must have been cool. I didn't go to Bloodstock this year. I've never been to Bloodstock. I've been to Downloads uh, twice twice on the security team and three times as a guest. So, um, But I've never been to Bloodstock. Um, like, and I really need to remedy that because you know, I've heard it's a different, different crowd, different experience. It is, absolutely. Like I've been going to Downloads since, gosh, uh, my, I think my first download was like 2007, I think. Um to like you know like going on and off and stuff like that i went this this year yeah i went this year as well and uh bloodstock i went last year and uh, it is so different you know because it's much smaller you know um so downloads like what twenty thousand, thirty thousand people i think and then you've got like bloodstock was like ten thousand people or smaller i'm not sure possibly... on the capacity what's possibly held me back a bit from bloodstock is it's not just it's not just the the, the financial constraint because like it's about the last couple of years especially if I if I if I have to go if I paid to go to download then I generally can't afford to go to Bloodstock. Um, but it's the lineup as well because I think Bloodstock does kind of cater to that. Like those more kind of unique tastes, like with the more sort of black metal bands uh, or or death death metal, as opposed to the you know, the kind of lineup that Slam Dunk or uh, a download might bring, hmm. and there there is always a handful of bands uh, Bloodstock I want to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I just I just found out that Killswitch Engage are uh, are headlining next year. I know that's amazing for them. Oh right? my god, it's amazing for them. Um, it really is. I'm just hoping that they're doing download instead because I'm going download. I only go like to. I can't do. I can't pay for both festivals. You know, uh, it's just like, it's too much money. You know, yeah. it really is. It's too much money. But I can, like, if I can get, like, guest tickets or go as press or anything like that, then I'll go, you know, um, to work there or just review or whatever it may be. Yeah. But, yeah, absolutely. Um, I was really I was really impressed with Bloodstock last, uh, last year. I was really impressed with the way the things were and the diversity of people that I saw. But also, I saw a more diverse lineup, mm-hmm. actually. I saw a more diverse lineup. That was a bit of things for everyone. Whereas before, what put me off of going to uh, Bloodstock, it was, again, the artist that played. Yes, I love extreme music, though. You know, I love the extreme, I love death metal and all that stuff. But three days of death metal, not for me. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So I, I prefer to have a bit of diversity and stuff like that. So yeah. I think now that they are uh, bringing more diverse artists, you know, uh, then it's, um, I like it a bit more. I like it a bit more. I was gutted I missed it this year, though. Yeah, I think, I think um it's a 
when I seen that Parkway Driver headline in, and there was a lot of chat on the Bloodstock forums, oh, that this isn't going to go down well at Bloodstock, or they're going to get slaughtered, and then they absolutely like you know nailed it. Nailed it. Yeah. It was like, so good to see. It was so so good to see. Honestly. Grab a cup of podcast with Cat Wright.